0: Well, happy Fourth of July! Yes, yeah, yeah. Glad to see you here this morning. Yes, you
1: yes. You can really
0: see who the super spiritual people are, right? I mean, here's the Fourth of July. You're sitting here on church on Sunday morning, yeah, not come like on all now. the Woo. heathen picnickers out <laughs> <over> there. <laughs> of course, all of us. As soon as church is done, that's what we're going to be doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Going out to eat our hamburgers, hot dogs, and everything else. But, So it's just, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. It's really great. Aren't you glad that more intense heat has passed through? I mean, the West really had some bad heat, not like we had, but, you know, and in the heat, we're always warned, drink a lot of water, drink a lot of water, and we have to drink a lot of water because the human body is actually almost 60 to 70% water. That's it. It's kind of amazing when you look at yourself and you think, 60, 70% of this is water? (laughs) But truly, like our our lungs, our heart, our muscles, our kidneys, yeah. our skin, our brain holds about 75% of the water in our body. So water is really vital, you know, to our physical health. Come on. It's very vital to our physical health. Come on. And uh, you need water for your body, obviously, then to function right, to thrive, to survive.
1: Come, mm-hmm.
0: Right. And the interesting thing is... Um, Natural things often have a parallel to spiritual things, right? So just as you have a physical body that has, needs water as a vital part of it, mm-hmm. and vital need for it, Scripture tells us that our soul and our spirit also have a vital need for water. But it's not talking about physical water like that I have in this cup. It's talking about living water, Yes, come on. right? Because Jesus told the woman of the well that he had water for her to drink, he wasn't talking about the water in the well. He said, I uh, have water for you to drink, you know, that springs up, that'll spring up onto eternal life on the inside of you. If you take a drink of this water, you're not yeah. going to thirst ever again for eternal life. And so let's, we have to remember as we st- start this message that we are three-part beings. Like every human has three parts. You're not just this physical outer body, all right? You have an outer body, which is obviously the, the most predominant part of us. It's the organic part of us. And like I say, it does have physical needs it needs food, it needs water, it needs rest, it mm-hmm. needs sleep. Yeah, yeah. And we tend to give our physical body a lot of attention, don't we? I mean, we pay attention to when I want to eat, when I want to sleep.
1: When I want to eat, when I want to eat. <laughs> when I want when to run want and to go eat. and go and
0: go and not sleep. <laughs> I mean, we, just, we do pay attention a lot to our phys- the physical side of us. But we also have a soul. You know, that's our mind, our will, our emotions, oh, wow. our personality. You cannot see your soul, but, I mean, just being in here this morning, you're interacting with my soul by what I'm Correct. saying to you. What I talk, when someone expresses their feelings, you're getting a glimpse into their soul, which is very real, even though we can't see it. And scripture tells us our soul has needs. I mean, scripture tells us that our mind needs to be renewed with the Come word on. of God. It needs to be washed with Come the water on. of the word. Let's go to be renewed with Come the on. word of God. In fact, scripture calls it the saving of our soul. That's right. That after you're born again, you really do need your soul to be Saved. saved so that we understand the whole reason why we're here in the earth Come on. and what God's doing, trying to do in our lives if we would cooperate. So as we wash our mind with the word of God, you know, we're finding out about, about, about ourselves. Yes. And we all have, our souls all have the same kind of needs. We need, we need love. We need peace. We need security. Yes, We need to have this sense of fulfillment, of satisfaction with like what, what my purpose is in the earth. And so, did you ever stop and think, where does this, all this soul get its consciousness in life? I mean, this is the interesting thing about evolution. They still, scientists cannot say, where does consciousness begin? <laughs> they don't know where consciousness begins. Hmm. They won't, yeah. <laughs> and where does the body get this animation? How does the body, all this intricate complex intelligent design and in the way this body functions yeah, where does that on. all come from come on it comes from the third part of ourselves we are we have a physical body we have a soul but we also have a spirit How and that's you? really the most important part of our being your spirit part of you uh, scripture says this, this is up on powerpoint first corinthians fifteen forty-four. as surely as there's a physical body there is also a spiritual body that's right So God is spirit. He's the God is the father of spirits. All life comes from our creator God. And it's the most important part of us. It's really the most divine part of us, if you will. It's what makes us made in the image of God. But it's the most forgotten part of us. Because most of the time we're living simply by what our body feels like Mm -hmm. and what our mind, what our thinking is telling us. And, but, but God is telling us that our spirit is where the source of life comes from. Jesus said this in John six sixty three. You this, might yeah. write it down, look it up later, an important scripture. It says, it's the, Jesus said, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Come on. In other words, like all my human effort, all my human striving, human wisdom to make things happen in my life, human strength, all of it done apart from surrender, like Jason was saying. Yeah. Independence on God in the end accounts for nothing in God's sight.
1: Boy, so, that's scary, isn't it, folks? Yeah. we got to get it right. Got to get it right.
0: So our spirit, because God is the Father of spirit, is the most direct connection that we have
1: mm-hmm.
0: with God, our Heavenly Father. And it's so important that we understand this because he says his word is spirit in life. And so... This connection with God is going to come through knowing and reading a, the living word that's of God.
1: That's right. That's right. You
0: can't overemphasize this enough. That You're never going to understand who God is and what he's like if you don't read the word of God.
1: Man, and, that's good preaching right there.
0: And then open your heart to surrender to go, oh, I didn't understand life this way. I see what you're saying. Lord. I
1: change. I... Yeah turn and move yeah. and obey.
0: Right. Yeah. And so most people are living their lives prioritizing only the other two parts. That's right. You know, how, how I feel, what do I want to eat today? What do I want to drink today at this picnic? Where do I want to go to have fun? You know, the, the pleasure, how do I feel about this? How do I think about this? And so most people are living their entire life guided by their body and their soul, which is unrenewed Correct. to the word of God. And yet they're still looking for love. They're looking for peace. They're looking for satisfaction. They to want a sense of purpose because we all have those needs.
1: Yes, fulfillment. They're looking for fulfillment. Yeah, for and sure. And Jesus
0: tells us it's through the spirit that we are going to find life. Yet people are are searching for that very thing <laughs> outside of this outside Let's of the outside of the will of God, all the pursuits and pleasures people are looking for to get fulfillment are often very much outside of this and forgotten that it's going to be by the spirit and That's, so yeah the,
1: and we, the, we, the, this word is just amazing to tell you the truth it's always a now word uh, the, the prophet jeremiah God spoke to him and it's recorded in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. He's, God is speaking here. He says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. What God is saying, if you allow your soul and your flesh to dominate you rather than your renewed spirit through Jesus Christ, he says you're going to go out there in the world and you're going to drink from the polluted well. Can I? And it's not going to satisfy you. Yeah. It won't. You'll always come away empty. Always. And listen here. <laughs> We've all tried it, haven't we? <laughs> we dug our own cisterns. We, broken you know we, we we're going out there we're thinking it's going to be good we're expecting satisfaction from it and we come down to it we think it's going to bring us contentment peace but what is it it's the polluted water from the world And what do we do we we build these broken cisterns with uh you know self-reliance uh our job uh drugs alcohol relationships We even have this faulty expectation of our children that they are, or our spouse, or our friends are going to satisfy this deep heart need. And the ultimate broken cistern is when you turn to the world looking for the the definition of success, definition of satisfaction, definition of fun. You know, you're going to be always broken and hurt. There's nothing out there. Because, just like Pastor Mamie says, we are a spirit being. We're spirit beings. You have a soul, and you live in a body. Everybody says, we're we going to recognize each other in heaven. Well, do you recognize each other now? Well, come on now. Just like we read in First Corinthians, that if, if the, we have a flesh, it is a body, we have a spiritual body also. We, If you really take a look at Christianity, it's incredibly spiritual. And that's where we've got to go. Holy Ghost is here. He wants us to operate and start to see the spirit realm. Because it's here. You're in it right now. It's not goosebumps. It's not a feeling. It's not you laying out on the floor. However... We do like you that. You could find yourself, <laughs> depending. <laughs> to- I mean, the atmosphere in worship this morning was yep. Come on, there beautiful,
0: it is. But you have to yield your heart. You could stand there in the strong. I mean, people did that with Jesus. Yes. He could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. So yep. right in front of them was the Son of God. But if your heart hardens and just goes, No. Then nothing happens. Right. He's a but perfect it's, gentleman. It's amazing when you start to yield and say, like these songs that we just sang, I'm making room for you, Lord. Yes. Oh, he'll come. <laughs> he will make it he'll make himself known.
1: But yeah. you know, because we're created to pursue God.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs> we yes. are.
1: Yeah. We're created to know him. Yeah. To actually know him. And this is why he's given us this word. This is why Jesus came. And we find satisfaction in him and him alone. Yeah. We worship him alone. Yes. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Yeah. 3 in 1, perfectly united. <laughs> and here's the, even believers have bowed down to idol. You know, we think of an idol, we, we when we read the word, we think of an idol of a of like a carved piece of wood or something like that. Yeah. Well, where you give your attention and you get something that's above God, you prefer that rather than God when he's dealing with your heart and you still like Jason's dog over here. What's the dog's name? Rocky. No wonder you named him wrong. (laughs) We try to deal with this emptiness that we have we try to deal with this insecurity that's the problem we we place our faith in something else you know yeah. we put our faith in something we we really are going to a place of uh i'm going to know people and that's going to help me and i'm just going to know uh Information and that's going to help me, or maybe I'm going to hang on to my job or my finances or even my health or politics or marital status or our relationships. And when that fails us, I didn't say if, yeah. <laughs> it will fail us, it will, our expectation will never happen, it won't ever happen. And what happens when that does? People fall apart because they put their trust in something that is a wind broken. blown in the wind. A broken, broken cistern yeah. is right. Those broken cisterns are never meant to be our source. Yeah. Never meant to be our source of hope or strength. Listen, that's going in and drinking polluted water, folks. Jesus is the answer. He's the living water. Yes, he is. He is the living water. And I'll tell you the truth. This message that we're praying, going here this week and next week, is it's not for everybody. It's just for the person who knows they have an empty place in them. They sense something inside. They know, you know what? There's more of God than I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that was one of the greatest moments in my life i think in our life yep. you know it was like a signpost in the road of your life if you will the day and the season that i began to feel like and we were both experiencing together but my just personal testimony mm-hmm. is i just felt like there was more about god that was out there and, there, and looking back on it i realized that was a hunger and thirst yes for more of God. What a gift. That is a gift in your life, to feel needy, to feel like eh, something's not right. Like see, and so often we run to the world to just cover the feeling. I don't want to feel that. People take a drug, you know, they're drinking, whatever, and or whatever we do, whatever we resort to. You're right. But, you know, we, I had, we had a good marriage. Yeah. We had two beautiful, our kids were little at the time, and I had a good job. I just come church? out of, yeah, we, we went to church regularly. Yeah. We were, I grew up Catholic, he was Lutheran, then I became a Lutheran, and I had just come out of a church service, I remember, and the kids were with me, and yep. I was walking home down the street, and I thought, this has got to be more. Mm-hmm. You it's just feel shaking that? my head. yeah And so we tried, you know, we were started to, we, we went from, you know, the Lutheran church, then we went to a Baptist church, and we went to... Presbyterian church. Methodist church.
1: church and we're trying and I, it you. sounds
0: like church hopping. We really weren't like, oh, I don't like you, I'm going to another church. We were sincerely just looking. I was like I don't even know what I'm looking for, God, but I something there's got to be more. And it was I say a signpost because looking back on my life, it was like, yes, there was a signpost in the road saying, Ask, seek, and knock. Yeah. And the door will be <laughs> open to you. And I thought, I'm going in this direction. Like If I'm asking God, this is a good question. Yes. Is there more? It's a gift to feel that way. I mean, because most people, when they reach these places of dissatisfaction, they go knocking on the door of the world. Yes. What can you give me to make me feel better, (laughs) you know? And again, God knows our heart better than we know ourselves. He knows what we need. And I, I, now when I understood scripture then later yes. on, because I wasn't even really a Bible reader at that point. I grew up Catholic. You don't really read the Bible as a Catholic person. I didn't. I read the Bible. He read the Bible. But even then, I didn't have a lot of hunger to read the Bible. It's like, well, that's nice. You're reading it. I agree. It's good. But, but how much more, Jesus, when you says ask, seek, and knock uh-huh. in that scripture, the, it says, Jesus said, how much more will the Father give you the Holy Spirit yes. to those who ask? And that's exactly what happened. I mean, surely after that, through a series of these connections, like God has ways to answer, yes and give you, give you a fulfillment from that thirst. I mean, I would meet people who would begin to talk about the Holy Spirit. Books, you'd come across a book, just connections. And I came across this one book. It was an old, a bookstore on Jefferson Street. In Butler here, I don't know if, if you guys years remember Years ago,
1: years, years, years ago. But it was
0: God's will for your life, and I thought, God's will for your life, now that's what I'm looking for, like
1: yeah. God's <laughs> will for my life. I need
0: this. Again, I've gone to church all my life, but I thought, I'll never really remember a sermon where people were, they've talked about the, God's purpose for yeah. your life. No. Again, because often scripture was never really taught. And one of the chapters in the book said, addressed the need for power in a Christian's life. You know, talked about power to be a bolder witness yep. to people, sharing your faith, power, you know, to do the will of God, to power to receive the gifts that God has for you, power to pray. And as I'm reading, it was like, yes, 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 I need all <laughs> these,
1: I need these, I need this
0: power. <laughs> and it talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in that chapter. The gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it said, was available for every believer. Yes, everyone. A private prayer language when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. A private prayer language given by the Holy Spirit. And even it says in Scripture in, in Corinthians that it's a, you're praying divine secrets and mysteries uh-huh. from God that the devil cannot understand. And I thought, I'd never heard of this. But I thought, it sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not talking about being born of the Spirit. Right. Jesus said in Scripture, you'll be endued with power from on high when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And, but if you put it together with Scripture, you see that it's a, it's a gift that, that is available after salvation. Right. Because you're born of God's Spirit. You, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. But Jesus talked about being endued with power from on high when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, sometimes it's called the baptism, often baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so when I read those Scriptures, I thought, well, this is right here in, in the Bible. I want this. Come on. And I asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I thank God. I thought, I know you want to give it. I see that you want me to have it. I opened my mouth and just wonderfully filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Just This prayer language just came flowing out of me like this gush, like of the river of living water. There you know, you just go. Like, and it, it happened. I was not in a church. It happened when I was sitting at my desk at work before my shift started. I was a nurse at that time. It's like quarter to seven, and I'm thinking i'm praying in the spirit here (laughs) like this is so supernatural
1: so you don't have to be well tell them what you did you thought if they said oh my gosh if my other guy that has the uh, i shared an
0: office with somebody (laughs) and i thought you know then the more that i prayed and i felt like the holy (laughs) spirit was telling me some things i started to write down some words that i felt like he spoke to me and so there was actually even an interpretation yeah at that point, but I thought I didn't want to stop. I got up and I went into the bathroom across the hall and I just stood there and looked in the mirror. I was was so thrilled. I could hardly just go up the hall and go on the nursing unit and and do my thing. I thought thought when those nurses look at me, they're going to go, she's glowing. They didn't, but I felt like I was. But you don't need to be inside the walls of a church for God to move in your life. You could, God can move anywhere That's in your right. life, you know. And I thank God we didn't have any religious teaching. You know, this song, Make Room for You, it says, tear down the walls of all my, it's either religion and tradition. Yeah. Because traditional thinking, could, scripture says, make the God of no effect. Like if I had, some, some of you have metal blocks against this. Yeah. You hear the baptism of the Holy Spirit and immediately, no, oh, your walls go up because you've heard some kind of false teaching that right. it's of the devil or the gifts of the Spirit have all passed away. And sometimes it's very hard to get past that mental block. Mm-hmm. You have to just keep, faith comes by hearing, so you have to just keep reading what Jesus says Dig about it. Truth. Yeah. So I'm so glad that we, neither one of us had heard any teaching for or against it, so it was very easy to just open up our heart and receive. And it was a turning point in our life, really. Guaranteed. Looking back on it, I think it revolutionized our prayer life. It gave us a greater boldness. I'm telling you, I'm you know naturally just an introvert. Not, I would not be the person to say yes. I'll get up and say something. That's not, it true. Was, and I think to, it was in 1989. And I look at our lives and I look at our children's lives and our family, and I just think that was a signpost in the road. Thank God we followed it. Ask, Amen. seek, and knock. And it might seem like it's out of your. your natural understanding, but this is part of making room for God. He's supernatural. That's right. He's above our natural understanding. Come on. And you have to be willing to, like Jason said, surrender. Go, well, I didn't know that. It doesn't even make sense to my natural little pea brain, you know. (laughs) But I'll take your word for it, Lord. Come on. Because you can go through religious motions for years. I mean, we went to church all of our life. Go in and out of a church. And you could feel pretty good about it. Well, I went to church. I know I did something good. And it's okay. It's good to go to church. Yep. But if you're not getting anything out of it, if it's a dead religion, a mm. dead church, and it's dry, and you, you're starting to feel like, I don't know, like I want more spirit in life, Yes. ask, seek, and knock. That's what we're talking about this morning, to stir it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of this stuff, I think, is the pulpit's fault because the pulpit's often just quit teaching. Right. I mean, whole seminaries are built around, there are no gifts of the Spirit. It's all of the devil. And so you have seminary graduates becoming pastors of churches and teaching this to people. So some of the reason why there's the mental block is because of the pulpits' fault. And That's then right. not preaching the full gospel along with the gifts of the Spirit. And some of it is the people in the pews' fault. Come on, For just now. allowing, like you said, idols in our hearts. Just going, no, I don't even want, I don't care. I'm just too lazy to look it up myself. Oh, boy. I'm not going to search the scripture. Well, that's and just what pursuing get, and digging broken, yeah, cisterns.
1: Yeah, that's what you'll get. And I think
0: the, dis- the majority of the uh, Americans, I think this is why people dismiss church as being relevant. Mm-hmm. They opt out. Yeah. I mean, church, I just read this statistic that said that it's been the lowest in the history of this country. Church attendance has now dropped to 48%, under 50%. They said since 19, in the 90s, it's been dropping. It was like, I think, 70% in the 90s. Now it's 48% of the people attend church. And this statistic after COVID, post-COVID,
1: you know, the is stat bad.
0: is that 35% of those who used to attend church, so let's just say whatever, however amount of people, if it's, if it's 50% of the Public went to church, even, and that's a relative term because going to church can mean one time a month, it could mean once every six months. I go to church, but it said 35% of those who used to attend pre COVID, who would have called themselves a church attender, no longer are going to attend church or they don't plan to attend it in the future for whatever reason, whether they're still scared or what. 35% less. Yet, the good news is that God's spirit is still being poured out all That's the That's right. You know, God's power hasn't stopped. It hasn't waned. He's still able to, pu- he's still pouring out for the people that are hungry and thirsty That's for him. That's right.
1: That's right. You got to speak yep. Him like a, like somebody yeah. who's
0: starving. And if you came in here today, this is partly of coming in with a thirst. Yes. Hopefully, you came in wanting more of God. <laughs> you can't come into church and just go, Well, I'm just going to, I don't know, see what this is about. That's a little bit <laughs> of help. But when you come in thirsty, like, yes. I want God.
1: I want to know more than what I know.
0: Look at what this scripture says Matthew 5, 6. You could go. Yeah, ahead.
1: blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness.
0: They, they shall be, will yeah. be. Yeah,
1: that word shall is a very strong legal term. They shall Be filled. Notice who's going to get filled. Who is it?
0: The hungry. Yeah, I like that. The hungry and the thirsty.
1: Those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. And that's that's the dilemma. Uh, Because it's hard to fill a vessel that has no room. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: How do I say it? We're just so full of ourselves that they're... (laughs) (laughs) There's very little room for God to move and fill us up. That's so <laughs> You know, but we've got to come. What does it do? That means that we have to have an empty vessel. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Empty vessel. That doesn't mean you turn to mush and you're nothing. Right. That means that your, your traditions, what you think, anything that's opposite of this, you've got to start dumping because God, just like Pastor Mamie said, he's supernatural. And you are a spirit being. You're actually supernatural. Yeah. You've got to understand that. But blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. They will be filled. We have to make room for, uh, for God to do what he needs to yeah. do in our lives. We can't just be hanging out to the side like Rocky. We can't do that. You, you want more of God. Do you want more of God in your life? Yeah. Do you want to know him more? That means you have to do something. You have to be hungry and thirsty for it. It was like when when Pastor Mamie came home that day. She goes, I I was filled with the Spirit. I spoke in tongues. I went like this. Oh, oh, say something. (laughs) (laughs) I am not kidding you.
0: And of course, I was like, It's so personal. At first, he was like, I don't, I, I," he's like, come on, say something, but it was hard for me to just. You know what?
1: Here's the thing. I told (laughs) God this. I said, if there's another person going to get filled with the Holy Ghost on this planet, it's going to be me. I tried to speak in tongues so hard, I was like, I almost threw up one day. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. I said to him,
0: just take this book, read the." Read this chapter. It lays it out really good. I don't need
1: any instructions. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's a man thing, and you yeah. know it. <laughs> I mean, I tried so hard. I remember, oh, I was outside on my front. <laughs> it was pathetic, and God probably got a good laugh out of it. Yeah. 3 days. I'm telling you 3 days I was seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I I was driving down 422 and I just was whining to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm driving down 422, and I said, Oh, Lord, you know how much I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost? And then I just took off. And they're like, <laughs> I'm going, going down. I've been driving extra miles just so I can speak in tongues.
0: <laughs>
1: but here's I'm the saying, invitation from God. Yeah. Here's the invitation from God, he says, come all, then Isaiah, come all you who are thirsty. Yeah. Come to the waters and you, even if you have no money, come by and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money, without cost. Here's the question. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen to me and eat what is good for your soul. And we'll we'll delight in the riches of fair. There you go. We aren't supposed to go through the motions as a Christian. We're supposed to live this out. You know, because going through the motions as a Christian is dry. And you'll become weary. And you could become 35%. I mean, seriously. God is saying, He's out here offering to everybody. Everybody. Everybody, anybody. But see, you don't have it your way. It's God's way. It's one way. And that one way is Jesus Christ. And we have to submit to Him to be filled with the Spirit. You know, what does He say? He says, Come and drink the water. He says, Come and buy wine and milk. There's a lot of symbolism here, you know. It's a type of refreshing for you. Being filled with the Spirit. You know, there's an effect of wine. Remember what happened in the book of Acts? They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And the people who just didn't want to, they held on to their tradition. They held on to their religion. And they said, what? Oh, you know, they made fun of them. Oh, they've had too much wine. Well, if you get filled with the Holy Ghost, like there are times when you feel like you're drunk. You're just the happiest, uh, you are just enjoying it. You know, the Spirit of God, when he fills you with himself, with himself. There's so much life coming into you that you have to express it. And it comes out your mouth in other tongues. (laughs) It was when I was filled with the Spirit, it was like, ooh-wee, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Mm. But you've got a hunger. You have to thirst. You don't question God. You just say, okay, I see. And you submit to Him. You submit to God. And that release, when it happens, you're going to be praying in tongues. You're going to be praying in tongues. You know, when God told the disciples, wait, wait. Wait. Here's the question. Here's the thing. In John 20, he breathed on them and said, Received the Holy Spirit. Okay? But then he goes, wait till the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When he breathed on them in Acts 20, they were born again. If they get all the Holy Ghost when, right then and there, why do he say wait? Okay? It's a separate... After you're born again... Now it's available to all of you. But look what he says here. Acts chapter 1. He says to the disciples, wait, 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 wait. And he says, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the world. They'd never spoken tongues before. They didn't even know what to expect.
0: Yeah. Did they? No. But they were willing to be obedient. Hello. And just... Wait to receive what Jesus said was coming. He just said, you're going to be endued with power. So they just waited in unity and faith. In Acts 1-4, yes. this is Jesus telling them that. And while being in their company and eating with them, mm-hmm. he, meaning Jesus, commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you've heard me speak. Mm-hmm. So they, he's like, I ta- I've spoken to you all about this before. Verse five, for John yep. baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So they're going, Well, there's another there's something else coming, yes. guys, you know. Powers I mean no. they're in the upper room. Waiting. And they all knew they needed power to be a witness. I mean Peter knew what he did. <laughs> I mean he he right. denied Christ when he thought I can, you know, I'll never deny you, and there he is like he was powerless at that point. Powerless, that's good, yes. Thomas doubted. I was like, no, you didn't see the Lord. He, he doubted. Judas, Judas betrayed him. Yeah. They had already felt the beginnings of what was coming, the persecution that would come against them. So they're just praying in faith, waiting, in unity of heart and mind together. And Acts 2, or two verse 1 says this, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Yes. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire being distributed and resting on each of them. There and we they are. were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Come on. So see, the Spirit was enabling them. The Spirit was working through them. Here comes this river of life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the people outside heard this happening. They're like, we're hearing you in our own native tongue. They, they were hearing the interpretation. You're praising and, getting, and talking about the mighty works of yes. God. So Peter tells the crowd then, he's like, calms the crowd down. He's saying, what you're hearing here, this is the beginning of the fulfillment of what Joel the prophet spoke That's about. That's right. It was prophesied long ago, and he says in Acts two seventeen, in the last days, there God says. There now, we, we are. are in the last days. We're Come in the on. last of the last days. We are. Right?
1: Yep. Come on.
0: I will pour out my spirit upon all people, and your sons and your daughters yes. will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams, and in those days, I will pour out my spirit. There you go. Even on my servants, men and women alike.
1: Men and women.
0: And they will prophesy. Hallelujah. So God is still pouring out His Spirit. Come on. That promise is ongoing. God, yeah. God's never withdrawn it.
1: Never. Look at Acts, Acts 2.39. It should come up here. Look what it says. This promise. The, what was the promise? The promise of the Spirit. What did Jesus say? John baptized with water. I baptized you with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. He says this promise is for you and to your children, even to the Gentiles. And this is all who have called yes. by the Lord our God. All, have you been called by the Lord? Yes. Have yeah. you been called by the Lord? Yeah. Have you been called by the Lord? Yes. Okay, this is for you then. It wasn't the first time that Jesus talked about being filled with the Holy Ghost. It wasn't the first time. Look at uh, John chapter 7, verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the feast. Remember this? Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, streams of living water will flow from him. By this he meant the Spirit. I want you to underline this. Whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Who's going to receive? Yes. Yeah, those who believed in him were later to receive because up to that time the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Are you thirsty? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to experience rivers of living water coming out of your innermost being? Yes. Yeah, uh, who's the promise for? Us,
0: uh, anybody yeah. who
1: believes. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's the, what's the condition? Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. And you'll find. Remember what he says? Knock and the door will be open to you. Jesus said this in chapter 11 of Luke. He says, listen carefully. This is a wonderful translation. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to his children who ask him. Yeah. There you go. Isaiah says, why would you buy, you know, he says, come and, and buy wine and, and milk without cost. What's the, what's the exchange? What's, he says, buy, but without cost. What's the, what's the medium or what's the method of exchange? It's faith.
0: Yeah.
1: Simple belief. He's asking for, not like Rocky, <laughs> he's asking for full surrender,
0: yeah.
1: full surrender. Because, you know, God is is sifting the American church, sifting. You know, like he's, he's, he's on the threshing floor, separating the wheat from, from the chaff, chaff and separating the tares from the mm-hmm. wheat. He's doing that right now. And what qualifies for wheat is a full surrender. A full surrender. But then there's more. Because Jesus says to the disciples, wait till the Holy Ghost comes on you. You've got to be hungry for it. God wants to fill you so you can live an overcoming life for whatever is coming. Because there's coming trials, tests, temptations. You need power to overcome those things. You don't want to fail this test. You know, people make a decision about the things of God, and it costs them years.
0: Yeah, because sometimes there are windows of opportunity you hear something and your heart goes, mm, you're kind of drawn to it. But, you know, remember there's spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. The devil is right out there wanting to steal the truth, steal the seed of the word so it doesn't get planted inside of your heart. Right. And sometimes we just hesitate too long. I'll do that later. How many times have we said that? I'll do that later and later never comes.
1: <laughs> oh, you're and looking so, so holy. You know too. it's you. <laughs> but it's like those
0: windows of opportunity close, I think what we, right. we, we don't realize is how sovereign God is and how in charge of our Everything. lives he is. That you're not here just by chance hearing this message this morning. You're, it's not just coincidence. Mm-hmm. God is speaking truth. Yes. And he's giving an opportunity for people's hearts to say, it, it's, like a, it's like you say a test, but it's just an opportunity. Do you want more of me? Or are you going to walk out and go, well that was interesting, and then forget. Mm-hmm. Be a forgetful hearer. That's mm-hmm. what Scripture warns about. Don't be a forgetful hearer, but be doers. And so when God is saying, you know, are you thirsty? Blessed, you can see why. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Yeah, come on. It's a blessing in your life. It's a gift if you feel that this morning. Like, I do want more.
1: The heart cries out in desperation. And you may not even know yeah. exactly
0: what this all means, but you, we've shared enough with you in Scripture to understand that there is a prayer language. There is a, a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit a, full, a filling to overflow of the Holy Spirit that's available to every believer,
1: come on
0: and if you haven't been filled with the spirit, today's your day. Yes oh, I don't know why you'd put it off. Why would you put off a gift where the Lord Jesus himself says, "I will fill you I'll baptize you with my power." I mean it seems so foolish to go, nah, I don't think I need that.
1: <laughs> what are you crazy? <laughs>
0: and don't, don't let your old traditions... You know, just hold you back. You, we have to make room. Like that song is just yes. so true. We have to make room for you. How, how do you fill a vessel that's already full of its own thoughts and its own ways? It's like there's no place to go. But if you will just pray, God, I just empty myself before you. Right. Like I, I want more of you. Yeah. I, I want you to fill me with yeah. yourself. Fill me yeah. with your power. Come on. Fill me with your love. Yeah. Do you think you answer a prayer like that? I think he would answer a prayer like that. And so let's just, maybe we'll get some music going. We'll close out the service here and just give you an opportunity to act upon what we're talking about. And, you know, you could just be sitting right here in your seat. Very often, I mean, we've been in church circles where often people would call a line forward and everybody maybe get prayed for. But sometimes you can get a little self-conscious that way. You're standing in front of people. But, some, but sometimes you need a point of contact, too. Right. Because you can, Paul laid his hands on people, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes that awakens our faith, too. That's right. But I just want you to just bow your head so that you don't, nobody, I don't know how many of you in this room are already filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask the question, how many of you, how, how many in this room have not been filled with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. But, with would li- but would like to be.
1: Tongues.
0: Is there anybody in here who's not filled with the Holy Spirit according to how we've been describing it from Scripture, but you would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? Anybody?
1: First step to being filled with the Holy Ghost is to the disciples. You have to be born again first. Born of His Spirit. So when that Spirit is renewed within you, you become a new creature in Christ, and so you've made room for the Holy Ghost to fill you to the fullness, or you can express your love in a language that you haven't cursed God.
0: So maybe we'll make that first invitation. If you've never given your life to Christ, there is no the Holy Spirit is not living on the inside of you. You've never had your sins forgiven.
1: That's right. You're you actually never trusted the in the
0: blood of Christ to forgive you of your sin, cleanse you of your sin, and make you a new creation. If there's anyone in here who wants to do that, to respond to that invitation, it's the Holy Spirit who's asking. Do you want to give your life to Christ, surrender your life to him this morning? Anybody in here want to do that? If you haven't, I would take it then everybody in here is born again. So then there's a second invitation. I hope so. If you've yeah. not been filled with the Holy Spirit, would raise your hand if you'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Anybody? do you
1: want? Okay, see, I, see, can can I, see I see a couple of hands. A yeah.
0: couple of brave Praise
1: souls. God. Making room. Yes. Making room. Praise I God. I want you to,
0: how about everybody stand up as we close. And we're going to pray a prayer. To be filled with the holy spirit and especially for the two the people that raised their hand and maybe the others who were wanted to but maybe just felt too timid we're going to pray a prayer a simple yeah. prayer because it really involves your own heart it's a i could pray this but your own heart needs to pray it before god i want you to lift your hands as an act of surrender yes and say jesus I'm Jesus, giving myself to you.
1: I'm giving myself to you. Jesus. Jesus.
0: I'm asking you to fill me with your Spirit.
1: I'm asking you to fill me with your to Spirit. Overflow. To overflow. overflow.
0: Let the rivers.
1: Let the rivers of living
0: water. Of living water flow out of me. Flow out of me. I need your power. I
1: need your power.
0: I need your grace. I
1: need your grace.
0: Now just open your mouth. And let that river flow
1: yes about and everyone, about yeah, i want everybody to pray in, in tongues
0: anybody who's been this filled with the spirit let's just unify and pray in them. the spirit just like on the day of pentecost <laughs> they all prayed in the <laughs> spirit
1: <laughs> as the spirit <laughs> gave <laughs> the utterance. <modern.
0: laughs> let it flow out of you let it flow out of you don't be afraid
1: it's
0: jesus he's the baptizer
1: he will baptize
0: you with the Holy Spirit in fire. You feel that urge, just let it flow. should ask